Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So in this episode, we are talking about MyFitnessPal. And this is an app that you may well have heard of. This is something that's used very commonly to track calories and nutrition. And it's one of the most popular apps to help people with their weight loss. And you can find MyFitnessPal for free in any app store. It is a really useful tool and it's not for everybody. But I wanted to do this episode to just explain how to get the most out of it if you do use it and what are the benefits, what are the things to kind of look for and do and what you can focus on to to maximise your benefits from it and then get off it again when you want to. So the first thing to note is FitnessPal basically enables you to get a really good understanding of your current intake in terms of the calories you're eating, also the protein that you're getting, carbohydrates the fats even the sugar and the fiber it gives you all this information which can be really helpful it can be a little bit overwhelming as for some people sometimes as well so we're going to make sure there's a way of simplifying it as much as possible and then you can look at the other things if you're interested and they're good to know but you don't need to it's the simpler approach will often be the best It has a really big database of common foods and restaurant meals, takeaways. There's so much on there. It's amazing. One thing to know is that some of the entries are not brilliant. They're not that accurate, but you'll find a lot of entries for most things. Some of them are are verified entries where you'll see there's a little tick for what you found and it shows that that is verified. It's definitely correct. And then there's lots of other things that people have kind of put on themselves a lot of the time. So if you're searching for things, it's not always going to be the easiest thing to find exactly what you've got. But a lot of the time it it will be. And it also has a nifty little scanner that you can use to scan the barcode of foods that you've got that have a barcode. And that gives you the, the exact information that you're looking for about that exact food that you've got. So there's some cool little features to it. It can take a bit of time and practice just to get used to using it to start with. But even just a few weeks of closely tracking your intake, it really does empower you with a lot of knowledge that you can then use for the rest of your life. So you can use this app for as long as you want to, obviously. It it can be something that people find helpful for a few months or it can just be a few weeks. And the best way to use it is to really give it give it your best shot when you're doing it I would say like really get the most out of it while you're using the app and then take that knowledge and apply it to to normal life again to not tracking and see how you get on and you can always go back to it again just to to kind of learn a little bit more if you need to but to get started on this app the first thing you want to do is obviously find it in the app store if you haven't got it yet so I type in my fitness pal and you'll see it come up with the little blue logo follow the instructions to set up your account and it will ask you for your weight goal it'll ask you about your current activity levels and the rate of weight loss that you want to see and often with this app people will put in that they'd like to lose two pounds a week for example and a lot of the time that means it will give you a starting calorie target of 
1200 calories, which isn't necessarily the best starting point to be at. So I'm going to show you how to set a calorie goal that is going to be more likely to suit you to start with. And the first thing to do, though, would just be to go through what FitnessPal tells you to do. And then it will come up with with your goals and calorie targets to aim for. And then we're going to go and change it. So once you've got the information put in there, it will give you what you've got to aim for. But then we're going to go and just adjust that if needed. So what I recommend people to do is to work out firstly what you'd want your your starting calories to be at. So Fitness Power works on a generic equation. It doesn't take into account a lot of other factors that can influence what would be the best calories for you to start at. So what I would suggest doing is decide on the goal weight you're aiming for and convert that into pounds if you haven't got it in pounds at the moment. So an example would be goal weight of 150 pounds, which is about 68 kilograms or about 10 stone 10. If that was your goal, hypothetically, what you can do to work out a calorie target that's likely to get you there is to times that goal weight in pounds by the number 11. So 150 times 11 is 1,650 calories. Now, that just gives you a number to aim for. And this is always trial and error. There's no perfect number to start with. Everybody's different. We've all got different bodies, different lifestyles, different activity levels. So it just gives you a bit of a ballpark figure. That's likely to be a helpful one. There's a couple of caveats though. So if your activity levels are quite low, for example, if you're doing less than maybe 6,000 steps a day on average, then you could times that that calorie target by 10 rather than 11, which just gives you slightly less to aim for. So 150 times 10 would be 1,500 calories as a starting point. And if you have a significant amount of weight to lose, um, or you just want to set a bit of an intermediate goal, you don't want to go down to quite that lower calorie target to start with, or you're quite active as well, then you could times that by 12 rather than 11. So 150 times by 12 is 1800 calories. So that gives you a bit of a a starting point. And for example, if you do have a significant amount of weight to lose and you're maybe starting from a point of over 200 pounds of weight at the moment, and you know that your calorie intake is is a lot higher than 1500 or 1800 calories, what you could do is, is break that goal down into a couple of stages. So if your goal weight ultimately happens to be 150 pounds, but you're currently at, for example, 250 pounds, you could set your goal weight to be 200 pounds. So go for a middle range and then use that as the number that you times by. So 200 times by 10, for example, would give you 2000 calories. If you times it by 11, 2200 calories to aim for. And that can feel much more doable. And that's the important thing is that we want this to feel doable from the start. This isn't about going into a restrictive diet and trying to just eat as few calories as you can possibly do to get to the goal as quick as you can, because that is not sustainable. The way to do this to create long-term success is to teach yourself how to make those small habit changes that bring down calories while you get to still enjoy the food that you eat. And a big drastic drop is going to be really, really hard to stick to. So if you know your calorie intake is quite high at the moment, 
then go for that middle range or even just go for a couple of hundred calories less than what you're currently eating. Like, there's no wrong way to do this other than to go right in at the deep end and cut everything out and then aim for minimal calories you can get away with eating. We want it to be doable and enjoyable as well. So start high if needed and you can always drop from there. What a lot of people make the mistake of doing is is going straight in at that 1200 calorie target and then finding it very, very difficult to keep doing. And then they rebound back because they, they couldn't keep going at that. Then they feel like they failed or they just feel like, I can't cope, I need a takeaway. And then they end up kind of stuck because they, they just can't stick to that goal. Whereas if you started up at, say, 1800 calories and you find that makes sustainable progress, you'd maybe lose a pound a week, maybe two pounds a week sometimes. That's amazing. And then when you get to a point where you plateau on that, then you could drop the calories a little bit more. So you might go to 1600 instead. And those little incremental drops are so much more sustainable than trying to just cut loads of stuff out from the start and then find it really hard. So always eat more and drop if needed. And remember, whatever your calorie target, you don't have to eat that amount of calories. It's just a guideline to aim for and gives you a bit of a starting point. And you can always adjust things as you go. Don't use it as a, a kind of a rule that you have to hit those numbers. You don't have to eat as much as it says if you're not hungry. And you don't have to stick to that number if you're really hungry, but you've eaten all your calories. It's just a bit of a guideline. So the, the way that we want to change this calorie goal, if needed, if fitness powers set you at, say, 1200 calories, or if you just want to get the number that you've worked out by timesing your goal weight by 11, then what we would do is go to the goals section of the app. So you can find that by clicking in the top left hand corner. You should see like three three little lines that looks like hamburger. Then go down to goals and then you can see when you've clicked on goals, there's a little bit that says nutrition goals, calories, carbs, protein and fat goals. So you'd click on that and then it'll open up your calorie and macro goals. So this will be set, it will say your default goal, you'll have your calories, carbohydrates, protein and fat. And what you'd want to do is click on the calories and type in the number that you've just worked out. So in our equation, that would be 150 times 11, which worked out at 1,650 calories. So you type that into the calories and then it will show you what your carbohydrates, fats and protein should be based on that. Now, Fitness Power has a default setting of getting you to aim for 50% of your calories to come from carbohydrates, and then 20% of your calories to come from protein, and 30% of your calories to come from fat. Now, that generally works out to make your protein target quite low compared to what is optimal for most people. So what I suggest doing with that is to click on one of the macronutrients, so carbohydrates, for example, and it will bring up the option to change all three of them and to change the percentage of your diet that you're aiming for, for those three nutrients. This will make more sense when you're looking at it. But when it opens up, it gives you 50% carbs, 20% protein, 30% fat. It generally works better for a lot of people to change the carbohydrates down to 40% and the protein up to 30%. So then you'd have 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. The percentages themselves are not actually important. It's more about the numbers that that gives you. So if you change the percentages, it gives you over 100 grams of protein to, to aim for. 
and that is really helpful obviously the number depends on what you're starting out with calories but generally by putting up a 30% it gives you somewhere in the range of 90 to 130 grams of protein to, to aim for and that is really helpful without doing that your target for protein can often be 50 60 grams and that's pretty low so although you've changed the percentages that's just how fitness pal does it but it, it gives you numbers to aim for then as well so you'll see when you've changed the percentage setting it shows you okay this is your new carbohydrate number this is your protein number this is your fat number and that that makes it better in terms of protein you don't really have to look at the carbs and the fats they can vary depending on your preferences as long as you've got the calories and the protein right carbs and fats can just fit within that in whatever way you like to eat so then we move on to actually tracking things so what you'll see is a little plus button and you can click on food and start logging and one really useful feature as i mentioned is that barcode scanner so when you go to enter a food you've got a little search bar for the food but next to that there's a little barcode and you can press on that and if what you're having has a barcode on it you can just use the camera on your phone to scan it and it'll bring up the information right there which is really helpful it will also remember your choices that you made so once you start logging stuff you'll have like your recent foods will pop up automatically in a list so it makes it quicker and easier as you go and you also find that you can copy meals across so if you often have like the same breakfast you can copy that to the next day rather than having to enter it manually every single time and that's also quite helpful so there's a few other useful bits and pieces you can also create recipes on there if you tend to have similar meals each week or a recipe that you often make and enjoy, whether it's a dinner or whether it's kind of a bit of baking that you do, um, you can create that recipe and it will get you to put in all the ingredients and put down how many servings that creates. And then you have that logged as well. So you can literally then just click on the recipe you've made, put in what you've had from it, like one serving or whatever. And then that is much easier to log than putting all the individual ingredients each time. So it does get quicker. It can feel like a bit of a faff to start with, but as you kind of start getting into things, then it does become a lot easier to do. And the way to keep track of things is looking, you'll see a little uh, tab to look at your nutrition. And there's three different features of nutrition that it will show you. It will show you calories. And then there's another tab that says nutrients, another tab that says macros. Often the first thing you'll see is a pie chart, which shows you like the percentages of the foods that you're eating or the macronutrients that you're eating. Sometimes that can be a bit misleading. So it's actually quite helpful to look at the nutrients tab, which just shows you a list of the, the numbers of like grams of protein that you've got in the day and the calories as well. And the protein number is, is the most helpful one to look at to make sure that you're getting close to that protein goal. And the calories as well, of course, makes quite a difference. So looking at calories and protein, it's helpful to look at things like fiber and sugar, but it's not essential like to start with. If that feels overwhelming, don't worry too much. If you do want to look at that a bit more closely, fat is always good to get at least 30 grams, but preferably more like 50 to 60 grams. And making some of that from a healthy fat source, not just things like butter or um some of the processed foods that will have more fat if you can look at your fat and you know okay cool i've got some avocado in there or i've got some olive oil or some salmon today or a few nuts that's great it doesn't all have to come from healthy sources but getting in at least one or two healthy fats a day is really beneficial and sugar intake 
sometimes fitness power will send you warnings about your sugar depending on what it's set up by default if your calorie intake is quite low your sugar is going to be quite low too really 50 grams of sugar like coming partly at least from natural foods is going to be fine that's not a massive thing to worry about unless it's it's very high and you can see it's coming from processed foods a lot of refined sugars in which case helpful thing to start to reduce but start with the big rocks and then work from there just doing it in those sustainable steps and with fiber the recommendation for fiber is to get at least 30 grams a day so that's quite helpful to look at as well just to see can i get some more vegetables in my day can i get something like some beans or some pulses or lentils or oats anything that's going to boost that up a little bit because that's really beneficial for gut health and when you've got more fiber generally you're eating more natural unrefined foods which means you'll stay fuller for longer as well as get all the health benefits that they provide so they're helpful to look at but protein and calories would be the two two things to check first with exercise this is something to consider exercise you'll see on fitness pal you can log it and it will often offer you the chance to link any other gadgets you've got with fitness pal so if you've got an apple watch or a fitbit you can link the two together and then fitness pal will pull the information across from whatever fitness tracker that you've linked it to and then it will add that to your day and show what exercise you've done and it will add how many calories it thinks that you've burned in that exercise session or just from doing a certain amount of steps and it will give you those calories back then to eat essentially so you'll see your calorie target goes up again now that is not usually that helpful partly because most fitness trackers are not very accurate when it comes to estimating calories and it's the same if you just add a generic exercise entry which you can do you can go to fitness power you can add an exercise and you can put in like weights training or playing a sport or something and it will guesstimate how many calories you might have burned in the time that you put and then it will add that as well to your calories to aim for but because they're not very accurate even the fitness trackers unfortunately are not that good at guessing the calories we burn they don't have access to our like metabolism and our blood levels and our, our kind of energy that we input into things they just track often our heart rate and they track the time we, we're doing they can be close at times but they're often not so it helps to not add exercise because when we've made that calorie equation at the beginning and we've put in your goal weight and we've times it by 11 that's allowing for a bit of activity as well so unless you're super active on a certain day you should find that the calorie target is still pretty good and, and it includes a bit of exercise already so you don't need that target to be adjusted when exercise is added and then it adds more calories to your day it can just get a bit confusing it can be you're looking at the numbers and suddenly you think oh great i've got all these extra calories that i can eat and it often leads people to eating more than they otherwise would have done just because they see they've got more calories so then they go and choose something tasty to to put in there it's much better to just keep them separate and to have your little have your goal for calories that you've already decided and then to just listen to how your body feels like if you've had an active day and you're pretty hungry it's totally fine to go over those calories and just eat what you feel your body needs and if you find that actually you'll you feel fine with the amount that you've got that's great too so it's a really good tool to use alongside just being mindful with your eating choices and listening to your body's hunger and fullness signals and not getting too caught up in numbers that are on the app and 
yeah that that would be the best way to do it. it it can be motivating in a way to put the exercise in and a lot of people do like to do that and I get that and that that's fair enough but it can yeah it can just skew things a little bit so generally if you keep your your two things separate so you can look at your Fitbit or your Apple watch and say that's great I've hit my exercise for today like I've done a great amount of steps and then you can go over to fitness power and you can look at the the calories and protein and say that's great I've got a good amount of nutrition today like I've got enough protein to, to allow my body to recover and then you check in with your body and say that's great I feel good I, I'm full I'm nourished and if I'm hungry I'm going to eat and it's all fine so keeping them separate um the calories you're aiming for should be yeah should be enough to fuel general daily activity and it's fine just to adjust things if you need to so a few key points to remember about using fitness pal fitness pal is a great learning tool and i would say use it to gain as much information and knowledge about the food that you're eating as you possibly can because that knowledge it really does empower you for the rest of your life if you understand how to fit your day together in terms of eating foods that you enjoy eating things like rice and pasta and a bit of chocolate a few glasses of wine now and again and you're tracking everything and you're working out okay how does that fit into the calorie target that i've got what little tweaks could i make to help it out to get get that into just being a little bit less than maybe it would have otherwise been and still being satisfied with the day that i've got often that means being more selective with like the treat foods that you go for so it might make you more aware of how little snacks and nibbles can really add up as the day goes on and if you then come across um little like biscuits or chocolates that you're offered or just feel a bit peckish at four o'clock and you kind of want to have some of the kids snacks or something when you've got that all logged you can see hang on a second like this is going to put me over calories and is it actually worth it or could i save that till another day could i decide that that is something i could buy anytime it's not amazing and it puts me over calories so i'm going to choose something either something less calorific or i'm just going to wait until dinner because i actually if i have a glass of water i'll probably be fine so it can help you make those little choices and it can also help you just adjust things in your meals as well to help them be a little bit lower in calories so often things like rice and pasta when you look at the packets, they will suggest a serving size of like 75 grams quite often, which is a fair amount of calories when you add the other ingredients of that meal into it as well. What can often help is to bring that down to something like 50 grams, and this is dry weight. So in a pan, measuring out 50 grams of pasta or rice, for example, it doesn't look like that much. But when you cook it and then you add perhaps a few extra vegetables than you otherwise would have had, and you make sure you've got a good amount of protein in that meal, it really does help bulk things out, the vegetables especially. So you can have still have rice and pasta, but you've just got a little bit less, and you've got a little bit more veg or a bit more protein, and you still get to enjoy the same meal, just with a slightly different ratio of nutrients, and it fits in with your goals, and it helps you feel better, lighter, more energised, gives your body everything it needs to recover from exercise and to feel at its best. And you get to feel like you're not on a diet. You're not having to cut out carbs or miss out on anything that you enjoy. You can fit these things in. And it just gives you that awareness of portions, calories, and how to put it together. You might find as well that certain foods that you enjoy, are just they are quite high in calories. For example, a dessert, a piece of cake, or like a baguette if you go out for lunch or something. And those things then, if you can 
be selective with them and decide is that worth it again like do I want to spread this out over the week so I have uh, maybe on a certain day is when I plan in this this calorific thing that I really enjoy and then if I keep aware of my calories during the week I can actually save some calories to enjoy that thing on Saturday for example and you can almost like a, a financial budget you can kind of work out if I save a little bit here I can store up a little bit of extra money to spend on that really great thing that I really like and I'll have that then and enjoy it and I'll know that it fits so it's really helpful for that and you can also look at you look at the weekend where often we do tend to eat and drink more at the weekends and if you find that's the case for you then another thing you can do is just give yourself a little bit more of a buffer of calories on the weekend days and drop your calories a little bit during the week so for example if you were aiming for say 1800 calories on average you could bump up the calories to maybe 2200 or 2500 over a couple of weekend days and then drop the weekday calories to something like 1500 or 1600 so overall your weekly average balances out to be about 1800 and you've just given yourself a bit more at the weekend to enjoy the odd takeaway or a meal out or some alcohol and still feel like actually this this is enjoyable and sustainable and in the week it's often easier to eat that little bit less because you're in your routines and not as social and that can work well too so you can adapt it and adjust it based on your lifestyle and your preferences and it's just a great way of, of teaching yourself how to fit in things that you really enjoy one of the best things about it is you can literally have anything like nothing needs to be cut out you can just work out if it if it's really worth it to you you really do enjoy it then plan that thing in and work out how you can balance things out a little bit around it so that it fits and it's it's fine and you can keep going and you can make great progress so really important thing to remember as well is that you don't need to get it perfect and you don't need to use it for long either if you don't particularly enjoy doing it then even one or two weeks of doing it well can actually teach you a hell of a lot and then you could test out going back to to tracking things in a different way whether it's like writing a food diary or making a plan um just a meal plan that you put on your fridge or whatever it is always helpful to track in some form especially while your goal is to lose weight but you can do that in different ways if you move away from it and you find that actually you're still a bit stuck you can always go back to it again and you can then spend another week just checking things out looking at where could you be taking in extra calories than than you might realize and it's it's very easy to do that in so many ways so the more you can use it specifically for short periods of time and then go away and test it the better the results you're likely to get the main goal is to get close close to the calorie and protein targets but not to obsess over them so don't worry about eating more or less like if your calorie targets are saying something but you feel differently go with how you feel generally more than what the numbers are saying don't worry if you're not at the numbers if you're starving and you really want to eat something that's going to put you over the calories don't worry about it just eat that thing slowly and mindfully and then get on with the next day and it's it will work out fine if you are again like not quite hitting the protein or not getting things very consistent with those numbers you could look at either adjusting the target a little bit to make it easier to hit or you can just do a little bit of digging around to see what could I do to increase my protein a bit more how could I do that 
or what do I need to do just to bring the calorie intake down a little bit? Could it be eating things in a slightly different way? Sometimes it helps to, to maybe delay your breakfast, for example, so you've got less time to eat in the day. If you're not that hungry first thing, that's quite a helpful strategy. Often it's things like bulking out meals with vegetables. And it's, it's just a learning tool and it takes time to learn what's best. So the only way people don't get on well with it is when they they really worry about hitting those numbers. If you're using it as just a, a useful guide and some really fascinating information, good data, then it's just it's helpful and you can stop at any point. Remember again, carbs and fats can vary depending on your preferences. So don't worry about hitting those numbers exactly, other than aim to get at least 30 grams of fat, preferably more like 50 or more. And don't worry on some days if you're well over calories or nowhere near protein or both. Remember you're aiming for progress, not perfection. And a really helpful tip for this is to log your day ahead of time as much as you can. So the benefit of logging in advance is massive because you can then see how the day is going to pan out in terms of calories and protein and see if it's going to end up being just about right or whether you're going to end up high, too high on calories or too low on protein. And that way you can make those adjustments before you've started to eat. Very often when people use fitness power, they, they just track as they go or they track at the end of the day. And of course, when you do that, you just can't adjust things because you've already eaten them or, or you end up getting to the end of the day with 200 calories left for dinner. So if you built the habit of logging the next day, either like the evening before or at the start of that day, and you've got everything down, including snacks as well, and including any drinks, including even things like ketchup and stuff, like have it all down so you know exactly what you have in, then you can see see how it's going to look. And if it's looking good, amazing. If it's looking like it's not quite going to work out, then you could have a have a go at just tweaking things to see if you can make it fit a bit better. And that that then means that you're much more likely to be consistent and much more likely to see progress. And also, once you've got that day logged already, you've basically just written the script for how you want to eat that day. So you then don't have to think about it anymore. You've chosen breakfast, lunch, dinner, you've chosen portion sizes, you've chosen the snacks. So it can really help you then to avoid um, impulse eating at any point in the day or emotional eating or anything else because you've just got that there logged. And you can then log whatever you want for the next day. If you come across something in your day that you haven't planned, then often it can be something that you can save or plan in for a different day. And that way, again, you just stay on track. You keep things nice and consistent. And it's that consistency that frees up your mind to focus on other things in the day and to to make really good progress. That builds that momentum, builds your motivation and helps you keep going. So a way to do this, if you, I mean, you can literally just log your whole food for the day. But often what helps people to get enough protein in their day is to log their protein first. So if you log what protein source you're going to have for breakfast, for example, eggs or Greek yogurt or protein powder mixed in with a smoothie or porridge, and then log your protein for lunch, which could be chicken as part of a salad, or it could be could be some boiled eggs, or it could be like leftover dinner that you've got, and then log your protein for dinner, which could be a bit of, bit of meat, a bit of fish, a bit of tofu, tempeh, lentils, and then look at that protein target and see am I close to my target with those three things or do I need to add in maybe a protein snack as well just to boost that up and that could be a protein shake protein bar greek yogurt boiled eggs baby bells 
any of those things can help just to boost the numbers a little bit and then then you can go back and add fruit and veg to those meals and snacks and then add in a couple of healthy fats or two or three healthy fats so it could be a bit of avocado with a certain meal it could be some flaxseed with your breakfast could be some olive oil at dinner and then add the carbohydrates as well and it's good to leave them till the end because we don't necessarily need carbs in every meal depending on how active you are often if weight loss is a goal then just leaving carbohydrates out of one or two meals or keeping them reduced in those meals just gives you give you some more calories then to bank for weight loss essentially especially if you're busy at work and you're sat down most of the day haven't got the time to exercise carbs are generally the good thing to drop and save for when you're going to really enjoy them or when you're going to be more active still include them in at least one meal because we do need them for health and energy in general but they are something that you can play around with and you can look at your day and see how many calories have I got left today how could I fit this in what carbohydrates do I want to eat do I want to have some toast or porridge for breakfast or granola do I want to have some bread with my soup at lunch do I want to have some pasta tonight for dinner or some potatoes so you can add that in and then if you've got some calories left still then looking at okay what snacks can I have today if if I'm hungry for them and is there anything like chocolate or anything else that I might want to plan in and that's where it's really important to be realistic don't try and plan the perfect food day plan a day that you feel really confident that you'll be able to stick to even if that means it's a bit less nutritious than you think it should be if it's realistic and you can stick to it that's the first step building that consistency with keeping your promises to yourself sticking to what you said you're going to do that's where you build confidence and momentum and then you can start to make little changes over time to make it healthier if needed so important to plan those things in and if you're struggling to fit everything in and you think this isn't going to be enough this is way less than i'm used to eating then it could be worth just bumping up the calories a little bit to start with so change the target slightly give yourself a little bit more at the beginning and then when you've got enough calories there it can kind of help your brain to then not panic that you're going on a diet and it's all going to be restricted it just gives you that kind of flexibility and freedom and then you can work down from there over time and you can gradually reduce that target and remember as well you don't have to eat everything that you've planned if you get to a certain point and you're just not that hungry you could leave a snack out or you could have a little bit less for dinner mindful eating with this is so so important to still do so don't be governed by numbers and make sure you're checking in to see how am I feeling like your body ultimately will tell you a lot more than an app on your phone in terms of what you need and it can take time to learn your body signals which is why something like tracking calories can be so valuable because it does give you that guideline and that structure to follow but we want to be practicing mindfulness and intuitive eating at the same time so you're building that skill too and then when you can combine them the both of those together you can understand what your body is telling you and you can also understand how that's going to work out in terms of your nutrition intake and your activity levels and, and what that's likely to mean that's where you can create fantastic progress so a few more key points to remember be as accurate as you can while you're using it and that means like weighing foods out if you're not sure not everything but things like granola every time i weigh granola it's always less than i think it is or no more than i think it is if i'm weighing out a portion which i'm sure is 50 grams it's actually closer to 100 grams if i'm not weighing it same with things like rice pasta cheese anything where you're not totally sure 
just pop it on the kitchen scales it takes like two seconds and it will just give you knowledge and over time you'll be able to then look at most things and, and have a good idea of what the calories are for that portion and then that helps you a lot when you've stopped tracking you've still got that knowledge that you can use so the more accurately you use the app the more insights you'll gain and and then you can move away from it along with tracking always want to practice mindful eating so eating when hungry eating slowly stopping when you feel satisfied remember you don't need to eat the calories if you have some left but you're not hungry for them and equally if you have no calories left but you're hungry it's fine to eat more and in that situation if you don't have any calories left but you are still hungry ideally go for protein or some vegetables or some fruit or combination that's a helpful rule to have because otherwise you can kind of convince yourself that you're hungry because you're just craving some chocolate or something if your default rule is if i'm hungry and i've already had my calories i'll have either greek yogurt or i'll have a piece of fruit that's a really good way of gauging if you're actually hungry because often if you think about those things and you're like no i don't really fancy that that kind of teaches you teaches your brain that you're not truly hungry you're just craving something else in which case it can help if it's the end of the day for example to just go clean your teeth and have a glass of water and then that signals to your brain hey we're done for the day we've had enough food we know we're okay we can plan some chocolate tomorrow and it's all good and always make sure you're eating in a way that feels enjoyable and sustainable for you this is all about gaining knowledge it's not about cutting things out it's not about trying to eat as few calories as possible it's about learning how to eat in an enjoyable way where you do eat a good amount of calories to fuel your body and to nourish your body and you get to see if you're having enough protein you've got the nutrition that you need and you can make little tweaks over time and it does take that time so people often have a, a misconception that to lose weight you just need to eat healthy and that's where fitness power is, is really useful for that too because it will show you that even if you eat a really healthy diet and you cut out sugar and lots of other things you can still be eating too many calories so by checking things like avocado and nuts and olive oil and other other healthy foods that you just not sure of in terms of calories by checking the weight of those things or looking them up on fitness pal you can just build that knowledge of how to fit those things in but also make sure that they, they come in okay in terms of your overall calorie intake and then it does show you as well you don't have to eat healthy to lose weight obviously we want to eat mostly healthy because that's that is good for our health but you can eat things that you really love as well and when people do that and they have that mix of both that's generally when they feel best they enjoy it most they feel like it is something they could do for the rest of their lives and that's the important thing right we want it to be something you can build a diet and a way of living that works for you a, a nutrition plan a lifestyle that feels like you can stick to it and if you can stick to it you get great results and you get to keep them as well so the other thing that i haven't yet mentioned is you do also have a database on the app for a lot of takeaways and a lot of restaurant meals as well so if you're eating out if you're getting a takeaway it can be helpful just to log the food that you think you're going to have because that will give you a bit of an idea of the calories for that too it will be a bit variable often the accuracy is not great but it is still helpful to do because it will give you a ballpark figure and it will maybe just teach you a few things about what meals could be useful to go for if you're looking for lower calorie choices and what takeaway choices can be useful to go for as well 
when you log in those things, if you see a green tick, that's always helpful. Um, if not, you can kind of just check things through. There'll be a few different entries and you might be able to work out what's the most likely one to be accurate. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but the benefit of this is just it teaches you really useful information. If you're going to a restaurant that um, is like a chain restaurant, often they'll have calories on their website. So it could be really useful to look at that and have a have an idea of what's a good meal to go for. And you'll often find that is an entry in FitnessPal that you can log. And if it's a restaurant that is independent and there's no calories listed, you can usually find similar meals at a chain restaurant that you could then use to guesstimate what it might be at, at the independent restaurant. And of course, it could be completely different, but often there will be a lot of similarities with certain meals. So you can kind of guesstimate how much it's likely to be and then just logging that. It's more helpful usually to log something than to just leave it blank and assume that because you don't know, you may as well just keep it empty because that will kind of skew things a little bit. And and it allows us to then kind of switch off to what we're having. If you're using this to the best of what it's there for, you can use it just to gain a bit of bit of rough knowledge of what it might be. Log it. Don't feel bad about it because this is just useful data. If you enjoy the meal that you're having, that's awesome. It doesn't matter how many calories a meal out is. If you enjoy it and then you get back on track the next day and you keep going, ultimately that's what leads to long-term success, being able to have the foods that you love. So plan things in, in advance as much as you can do. Have a guess at kind of tracking things if you're out and about. Don't worry if you have no idea and if you can't find it every now and again, that's fine. Like The consistency above being perfect is always what's going to get you to the goal. So use it to gain valuable insight. Don't worry about it if it's not going to be perfect. See what you can get from it and then transition away from it whenever you feel ready. And as much as you can, keep remembering to just be mindful with eating choices. Like listening to your body is always a skill that you want to be practicing too. And yeah, that's it. I hope that's helpful. And if you have any questions, let me know. Drop me an email, hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and the link to those is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Have an awesome week and speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.